2-2, deja vu. Same score as last week here from 38th Street in Washington. This is the PHNX Rising post-game show. I'm Owen Evans, joined by Emma Clark. Oh, yeah. You're on the this side of the camera this I week. I know, Emma. I know. Normally, I'm on the other side. This feels so weird. I'm always behind the camera, and now I'm in front. Not the day. People can see you for once. I know. I know. Yeah. I think this is the this voice is... that hops in every so often and says, I don't know, starts picking on me or something from afar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I feel like I feel like if if I'm producing like any show, I'll, I'll chime in every once in a while and just throw throw something out there. You're gonna have to chime in a little bit more today as we I break know. down Rising's two all draw against Lou City. A frustrating game at times, I think. But when you're looking at the big picture, if we were just to say good performance, bad performance, or somewhere in the middle, where are we putting this? I I would have it teetering on like somewhat of a bad performance to somewhere in the middle, just because like, I mean, Rising came out hot both halves at the very start, which is something that we're not used to seeing. Um, so that was like a very different change of pace. It was very enjoyable to watch. Um, they also had a lot of great chances, but at the same time, we're still seeing those errors on the back line that like we just need to clean up, honestly. Well, that's been a problem for weeks. That's that's almost one of the things here. And yes, we saw it definitely here today. We see it with the goal that's conceded in the first half, the penalty, just decision-making at those moments on multiple levels, not amazing. You see it on the goal they conceded in the second half where everyone's, for the most part, kind of just standing around. Um, not ideal, not ideal, not ideal. Now, Pat here saying it's points lost, get the goal and gift two goals. Yeah. I mean, Juan kind of agreed with that, actually, in the postgame. I, I kicked off the postgame press conference by asking, given that you led at one point in this game, you missed a penalty that would have seen you take the lead late on, does it feel like two points dropped? And he said, it feels like we should have won this game. Now, from Phoenix Rising's perspective, I'll say this. They came out strong, as you said, early in the half. That was good. We haven't necessarily seen them come out that strong early in a game very frequently. They also definitely created a lot of chances in the second half. Now, finishing wasn't there. I think there were multiple occasions we could point to. Manuel Atiaga, the one incident right in front of the, the penalty area. I mean, we were just both grabbing our heads in disbelief. Right. Like, what is... Right. You're a striker. That's got to be instinctive. I mean, he hesitated. Yeah. We're, we're in the 62nd minute, and he's he's on the six-yard six yard line, and he, he hesitated. Yeah. And you cannot you cannot hesitate in those uh, goal-scoring opportunities, those chances. That's your job, bro. That's your job. What are we doing? And you're hesitating? Yeah. What are you hesitating for? I, yeah. I mean, it also... There were a couple of moments like that. There was another one where Trejo had an opportunity and just doesn't necessarily get there. And it, it's... Look, it, again, I think there were elements of this game that were an improvement still. I think I was intrigued seeing the, the four back rather than the five back. Um, obviously, that's somewhat by necessity. Um with Kev Lambert away on international duty, you really kind of look at it and say, okay, if you took Alejandro Fuenmayor out, say, or you took anyone else out, there's no one to replace them in a back four, let alone someone to add in that you're going to play that back five. So, I, I mean, I liked elements whereby it sometimes had players in better spaces out wide. Uh, you were able to have the bodies out there. But overall, yeah, not ideal. Now, I do see that people are actually talking about the... The penalty here, uh, some of the penalties, there's multiple. But I'll focus actually a bit on, on goalie man Pat's one comment there on the last one. His hand was out, but the replay shows it was outside the box. Look, 
We actually, uh, shout out to Danny Arona for this one, did toss us over a picture. It's not ideal. It's not at the exact moment. I am looking at this and struggling to see necessarily that ball being inside the penalty area when it's handled. Yeah, unfortunately, I would have to agree with that one. Uh, from the angle that you and I were sitting at originally, it looked like it was just on the line of the 18, but with those photos and looking back on it, I don't know if that... if It's very tight. It's I hard to tell. I don't know if... Because the ball... Like, we saw the replay and the ball bounced back outside of the 18. So it leads me to believe that it was just a little bit outside of the 18, unfortunately. Um, but they did give us the PK, so can't complain too much. Look, it goes back, though, I think. Um, this is something that, yeah, we touched on it earlier with the, the errors in the back line, the errors when they're trying to build out, of, you know, trying to build out of the back or just not really stepping up to someone as they're running at you. Last week, after the game against Oakland, Juan's comments were, we should not score two goals at home and not walk away with a win. Well, that's exactly what Phoenix Rising have done again today. I, I mean, look, I look at that unconcerned. Again, it's, it's four goals over two games at home conceded against teams that are okay. Okay, both of these teams, you look at Oakland last week, they were, what, fifth, I think, in the league? Louisville were fifth going into today. They're okay teams, but you shouldn't be conceding two at home no. in each game. No, no, they really need to clean it up, especially on like, especially at home. Like, I don't know. I th I thought that we had a good turnout, fan wise. It's always devastating, always devastating. Not walking away with three points. Indeed, indeed. Uh, some of the comments in here again now. So Ali saying really wants to know what Juan's comments were. I think. The best way to describe it, in some ways, it was more of what we've heard in recent weeks. It was more of the focus on, uh, look, if we play this way, week in, week out, we're going to win more than we lose. Um, there were moments he still thinks they need to improve on. He was broadly impressed with how they managed to uh, carry out the, the different tactic that they had this week, um, that it was better than it realistically uh yeah, could have been. And sorry about the bugs, by the way. They are buzzing around everywhere. Dude, I want to bat one so oh bad. Oh, my God. I They're, like, huge. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were this We big. deal with this every week, Emma. That's a grasshopper, bro. And it's, like, climbing up into That's the light. That's straight up a grasshopper right there. Mm. Can you see that in the shot? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry, But, guys. um, <laughs> look, there were still lots of bugs in Rising's defense. So, look, until they get around those issues, and I wonder if, and this is part of what I'm worrying, wondering about here, is the back four, when Kev Lambert comes back, do they stick with it? I'm intrigued. I think we'll touch on that one a bit later. Um, but one other thing, just thinking general, broad kind of picture. Let's look actually at the numbers. We do have the numbers here, don't we, Emma? Yes. Um, let's take a look now. So, people love, of course, the point at XG. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. So the XG here for Rising, 2.86. For Louisville, 1.18. Worth noting that about 1.5 of that XG for Rising is coming from those two penalties. And that means that about 0.75, it's, it's around that, that mark, uh, maybe 7.88, I think. 0.788 for a penalty of, of Louisville's is, is from a penalty. So a lot of the, yeah, there's a lot of chances. Good number of them come from penalties. I mean, it's a free penalty night. You don't see that many free penalty no, nights, No, and you? we also got to mention 
tonight was Rising's first PK of the season. It was, and they get two. Yeah. Come along like buses. Come along like buses. You wait, you wait, you wait, <laughs> and eventually they come around. But that means that Phoenix Rising has now had two penalties this season, which, uh, to a comment that John was making earlier, I believe is one less than Alejandro Fuenmayor has given up uh, so far this season. So, look, overall, two points against Louisville. I, uh, well, one point against Louisville. <laughs> two goals. One point against Louisville. I think you walk away normally in most years saying it's a positive. I think today, um, given the, the context of how Louisville have been this season, given the way that they've struggled at times throughout the year, given the fact that they've not really been building consistency themselves, and the fact that it's a home game here for Phoenix Rising, and I think partly the pressure of... Emma is just dying at the comments at the minute, but partly the pressure of having to bounce back from what was a disappointing draw last weekend against Oakland really just added to the pressure tonight. And while 2 all was a good result in some ways, it's probably not quite good enough in the context of these two home games and the fact that I think going into it, I'd have said four points is good. Two, I'm not sure if it is. Yeah, I would agree with that one. I... Uh... You lost for words there. I am because... Emma, back when Emma... And Emma used to uh, frequent Rising games quite a lot. Oh, yeah. I back don't think when I, you were I a... Uh, the fans over at PHNX know. Yeah, yeah. Some, people, some people will know Emma from the Casino Arizona field days. Yeah. Back in the old days when Emma was there shooting video at games. You haven't been around for a while. Yeah, 2019. This isn't the Phoenix Rising team that you were used to from back then. No. No, not at all. The urgency, the intensity, and like the speed of play has completely changed over the years. And I, I honestly, like, I'm at a loss for words to know, like, what changed. I mean, like, is it the fact that we lost uh, solo? Is it the fact that we lost other role players? I don't know. I don't know what happened to this team. It's we see glimpses of this old Phoenix Rising team, but it's never never sustainable through the whole match. It's really disappointing to watch, honestly. I think part of it, though, as well, is just the league has gotten better. USL back when Phoenix Rising were a dominant side in there. Um, just, you know, the league as a whole was not great. It was not great. Yeah. Now it's a much more competitive league. The other teams have really raised their standards. And as Goldie Man Pat is saying there in the chat, the league got better. Rising didn't adapt. Rising hasn't, I don't think, hugely grown since those days. I would while everyone else has gone up. I would agree because if we look back um, to like those 2019 days, 2020 days, the other teams in the league they were decent, but they weren't they weren't as good as they are now. And it feels like everyone's kind of stepped up, except for Rising. It feels like everyone took two steps forward and Rising took one step back. Mm -hmm. and I I don't know why. <laughs> Bug just landed on my hand. That was a big flinch. Um, shout out to everyone in the chat, by the way. We've got Tyler, Garrett, Harry from uh, San Antonio in there who was out today. Got to see Harry briefly. The Gully, Gully Man Pat, John McPherson, everyone in the chat. Alex. Alex, I'm, been a while since I've seen you. Uh, good to see shock. everyone in there. Garrett Cleverly. Garrett's the one that got me the job with Rising. Indeed, indeed. Shout out, he is. Shout, shout out, out to Totri as well in the chat. Shout out to Anthony Totri. It's popping shoddy. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you know what? We need to start moving on with this. So before we get to talking about our man of the match, some of the individual performances and what we thought about them, let's talk for a second about Circle K. Oh, now. come on. Circle K, first of all, your premier number one gas station that you need to go to. Stock up on Circle K, America's Thirst Stop, Polar Pops that stay colder longer. And even if you're pumping gas, you can still listen to us, tell you to go inside and get a Polar Pop. I think that's the best part. Are you on those little monitors? Did no. they record you? No. Why would they record me? I don't know. I wouldn't record me. My favorite deal that they have, I do this every single morning. They have uh, three Red Bulls for $8. Pick up three, last me the entire You sound day, like the I'm kind good. of person that would pick up three Red Bulls in a morning, Emma. Cheers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because eight dollars for three? What a steal! <laughs> Give me that any day. But you get a good deal as well on the thirty-two ounce Polar Pops. All you have to do: make sure to text PHNX to three one three one zero to join their SMS subscriber club. You get a buy one get one free offer on those thirty-two ounce Polar Pops. Make sure to head over to CircleK.com/store. Dash locator, that's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Now, when I get home as well, I'm probably not going to pick up gas on the way back. I filled up earlier in the week, but I am probably going to hop in the fridge and grab myself a nice Four Peaks beer, which I was drinking last night watching St. Kitts and Nevis take on Curacao in the Gold Cup prelims. What, what's the beer I don't choice? know why I do this to myself. Uh, I was drinking the Wows initially, and then mm -hmm. I ran out of the Wows. And so I moved on to, ooh, what was I drinking? I had some, uh, ooh, I had some kilt lifters actually. Mm. I'm not it's a good, good rotation. I like it. Kilt lifter is good, but it's not my preference. I always, always go for the wow or the hazy. The wow is good. The wow is very good. The Again, wow. I was oh. drinking the wow until we ran out. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Indeed. Hey, indeed. at least it was your first choice. It was. Sometimes I have that issue where I, I have like a couple, couple of wows in the fridge, couple of hazies, and I'm like, which one do I want to start with? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started with the wows, and you can make sure to pick up your own wows as well. And also check them out on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest from Arizona's hometown brewery. Remember, you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Now, Emma, let's talk a little bit now about our man of the match. Who do we give it to, Emma? Oh, the man himself. Harvey. We gave it to Carlos Harvey. Harvey with the one goal and three shots. That defensive midfielder who constantly finds way to pop up with goals Man, when you need him. He was beautiful today. Holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. In the first half, I if you do not follow PHNX double underscore rising on Twitter, you missed out on seeing Harvey's goal. It was a beautiful one. You shot that very well. Yeah. You know, I just picked a player. Yeah. You picked the guy who was closest. No, you were you were listening to my advice. My advice was Phoenix Rising had to target Elijah Winder in this game. What do they do? First few minutes, they score on Elijah Winder. Thank you. That was you listening along to my advice there. You picked the right player to follow. But overall, I think, look, Harvey just... We speak a lot about this guy. We speak a lot about what he does for this team. I think he's just someone who, again, is so important to what Rising do. And I have to be perfectly honest, especially with Kev Lamont gone, I am glad that Carlos Harvey was not called up to the CONCACAF Nations League. That he was not playing for Panama this weekend. Because if he was, I think the Phoenix Rising would have had some struggles in this game. I think that the midfield would have been a little bit lacking at times, um, just missing that little bit of bite. I don't know who else necessarily wins that header there, early doors to give them the lead. Um, 
I, yeah. I think it would be a bit of a struggle if, if he wasn't around. I'm with you on that. I would have predicted we would be down by two if we didn't have him, honestly. And that's like the shittiest part. Oh god, there's a bug just on my laptop. Okay, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna race through this now because I, I might have to burn this laptop when I get home. Um, go away. That's my water, bro. It's the bottom of the water. It's fine. Right. <laughs> the partnership you didn't expect on PHNX Rising. Right. Moving on to some of the other players here, Manuel Arteaga, someone he also gets on the score sheets. I think there are two things that I kind of note in this Did you see performance him? from him. Did you see him go up for, to try and take that second PK? Yeah, I, here's the thing, though. You never know with that. Sometimes he's an aversion tactic. Goldie Man Pat, they, these are huge bugs. Back <laughs> off. Um, listen, sometimes it's a division tactic because you don't, you know that sometimes the opposition team will sometimes come up and kind of get around you um, and get around the taker and try and distract them. Whereas in this case, you, you kind of want to divert them by putting up a fake taker. That's something that teams do sometimes use. Um, look, I, I think that when you're, when you're looking at his performance overall, I think what we saw today was someone who we give him a lot of, or he, he gets a lot of stick sometimes for the fact that He's not getting involved enough. He's not covering as much ground, perhaps, as he should. Or he's not doing it in the right ways. I thought he covered an awful lot of ground tonight. He was trying to get stuck in with everything. At the same time, there's still a few moments where the finishing wasn't quite there. Um, we saw the one, as we mentioned earlier, whereby he's inside the six-yard area, and you just got to hit that. You're a center forward. You've got to just hit that. You've got to be quick. You've just It's just instinct at that point. It doesn't need to be a huge amount of thinking to it. But... When you think about just the amount of ground he was covering, and I mean, the fact that even after getting absolutely smacked in the head by that Dude. one shot from distance, the guy just dropped. He's full on just literally 90 to zero. I was it's... just like, knockout, done. I'm so now the upset. bug's going for Emma's laptop. I'm there. so upset. But, um, so, yeah, I, I think, look, overall... I can't fault his effort tonight. And that's something that sometimes people point to and, and really kind of try and pick on. Uh, I, I can't fault his effort tonight. But the question here, and this is, I, I'd agree with Peter, will he do it again on Wednesday? Can this turn into something consistent? Is it something that they can actually do consistently when you've got three games in eight days? Is it too much? Is it too taxing on them? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see with that. I think the one other person in this, I mean, we kind of mentioned, okay, we've got to talk about him. Alejandro Fuenmayor. To me, Ale was probably one of the worst performers on the field today. I think that between the decision to commit to that challenge that ultimately concedes a penalty right behind us. Now, admittedly, Gallardo puts him in that position in the first place and shouldn't have done so. He grew into the game. Gallardo was better in the second half, I think, than he was in the first. But he gives away that penalty. Bad decision to go in. The second goal for Louisville, a lot of people back off. Now, Ally doesn't back off per se, but he again is kind of committing to that runner going one way, and the runner just completely He's diving in. Leaves him for leaves him for dead. He's leaves diving him for dead. In. You and cannot like oh, it's simple defense. You cannot dive in, especially in the final third. Oh, 
I mean, I had one comment made to me during the game by someone who said that Ale's got to be happy right now that he there is no other centre-back to replace him at this particular minute in time, that there is no one on the bench waiting to uh, step in in place of him as the bug lands on Emma's chest there. Uh, there's about... God, there's so many of them. Um, I don't even want to acknowledge them anymore. We got clowned in the fucking chat. They're yeah. big and they're everywhere, okay? They are everywhere. They are <laughs> everywhere. Um, PHNX Bugs Life. PHNX Bugs Life. Yeah, I'm going to do that as a chat. Okay. We'll do that as a show at some point. Um, but look, I think that Alice's performance to me... Now, I, I think from Rising's perspective... I, I know it's something that Juan is happy about, the fact they've got the versatility. They can go four. They can go five at the back. They've got those choices. They have the ability to change things up if they have to or if they want to, and that keeps opponents on their toes, and I like that. I get that. I think that's something that's helpful. However, to me, when Kevin Lambert comes back from international duty, be that next weekend, because he's not going to the Gold Cup, or be that after the CONCACAF Gold Cup concludes, it's not yet official whether Kev will be away at the moment. He's just there for the friendlies, but again, the squad has not yet been announced for the Gold Cup. Do you think that they're going to stick to the same formation that they played with tonight? That's what Kev? intrigues me. I was going to say, without Kev, probably. With Kev, with Kev. I was going to argue, do you do it and do you drop Alejandro Fuenmayor? Because he's Ooh. someone who I think throughout the season so far we've seen has been uh, somewhat of a... I don't want to say liability. That feels too, staunch, uh, too strong a word. But I think he's probably been one of the weaker links in defense in terms of making some bad decisions, committing at the wrong times, giving away penalties, as we've seen by talking about those stats, right? To me, I think there's uh, an argument to be made that that's a viable, viable option, that you could just choose to go four at the back and drop Ale, put Kev in. Um, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, say Ali in here saying need squad depth. I think it's something that when you, you look at rising... Some of those guys even now in there aren't at 100%. They've had a few guys out injured. Mo Traore's been out injured. He would, in an ideal world, be the next centre-back up. Um, a lot of guys just not really fit. I mean, Mo Traore is starting to make a comeback. I know that much, BJ. I don't yet have a full timeline, unfortunately, on when he will be back. But he's he's on the process. He's He's not just standing around at training anymore, which is what we had seen in the past. So... Some positive signs on that front. But yeah, it's it's just quite thin at the back. And that's almost where the problem is now, is that when you look at Rising, they've got all those fallbacks. They don't have all those centre-backs right now. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate to watch. And it's like, it also kind of translates when they're in uh, attacking as well, because you'll have one guy go up and make the run. You won't have anyone supporting him. Mm. You know? Mm. It's the same thing in the back. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. And I think those are the kind of things that ultimately need to be dealt with as Emma stamps on a bug down there. D. Gully saying in the chat, these bugs are more exciting than Juan's team. Ouch. That's, uh, Ouch. I am so biased because I love Juan. I love him so I think much. There's... I, it's so hard to be frustrated with him because he's such a nice guy. He is. He is, to be fair. Um... But listen, I, I see the frustrations. Like, I, I think it's something whereby, again, people are used to a certain standard of play at Phoenix Rising. Yeah. They're not seeing it right now. I think there's a mix of two things. Number one is I think people have jumped a little bit too quickly um, with the frustration. 
And well, not necessarily frustration, but I think the extent to which they're being frustrated. It is a project. These things do take time to build. However, agreed, there are some things that are errors and errors and errors, and they're repeated week after week after week. And you just look at them and say, these are small things that need to be cut out. And while, yeah, it's not going to be perfect, it could still be better. There comes a time where, like, enough is enough. We're seeing the same errors over and over and over again. and Some kind of change needs to be made within the squad to, to yeah. compensate for those. Now, we do see, of course, a few different uh, formations being made. People are now arguing over Nile Dunn. I believe he is 18 now. Now, he's been a kid for in, with this team for quite some time. Um, he himself is coming back from injury, though. I'll, I'll note that. Um, he was in, in full team training this week, so there's a positive. But again... It's, it's limited. He's not 100%. Do you think Juan being absent this week made any impact? No. Do you think that the result would have been different? I mean, that feels harsh now because saying no makes it sound like I think that Juan doesn't have a huge impact on the training ground. And he's a coach who does like to get stuck in. You see him out there when he's doing training sessions. He's right in the middle of that pitch. Okay. He is there as they are building around him. And he is there kind of indicating to people, no, you need to be there. You guys need to be pressing here. All of those kind of things. He gets very stuck in. When he does things like the warm-up sessions, he's a coach who gets stuck in himself. You'll see that sometimes. He he likes to get involved in the training sessions. He likes to be seen, I think, not just as the guy there shouting at people on where they have to go. But at the same time, I think that at the end of the day, that a lot of the individual work on the training field can be done by the assistant coaches. Um, there are guys who have got a good amount of experience in doing so. That's not, you know, it's not a group of local guys they've just picked up off a park, right? The assistant yeah. coaches here are very well qualified and some of them have been at some very big clubs right. en route to here. So, look, I think that maybe it would have had a slim impact, but I don't see necessarily. And it's hard to predict what kind of an impact that would have had as well. I mean, goalie man Pat says it himself in the chat. He says, if one being gone for a couple couple of days affects the team in game, then we have bigger problems. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, what happens if, look, this can happen for many things, okay? He could have a bit of a stomach bug and he chooses to stay away because he doesn't want to give the team risk bringing an illness into the team, right? right? This right. can happen for a variety of reasons why you may ultimately want to keep him away at some point. In this case, he's doing it for a coaching license, right? right. He has to go away. Yeah. You want your coaches to be going through the coaching education system. At this case, Juan is going for the top license that they have available at US Soccer, the US Soccer Pro license. Hey, shout uh, out US Soccer for doing it in the middle of the US... season. They do what they do. They do what they do. But yeah, I, I broadly agree. Yeah, so... I think, yeah, it probably doesn't have a huge, huge impact. Look, it'll have minimal impacts. Of course it will. Um, yeah. All these things have some kind of impact, but I don't think it's a huge impact of any variety. Ugh. I would agree. Right. You know what? You know, if you're knocking those energy jinks back, uh, something tells me you need something to help you sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm going to need those sleepy time OGs, those Aquaberry OGs. Ooh. All right, guys. So if you have not checked out OGs, Brands, Now's your time to do so. It's getting toasty in the valley. We're not looking forward to the crazy heat, but we are looking forward to what OGs is cooking up. Pink fucking lemonade, guys. Pink Don't lemonade. be too excited about that one, Emma. Guys, pink she lemonade is very excited is about these. Top five flavor. I think, personally. 
But Pink Lemonade is coming, limited time. It's um available starting on the 21st. Mark That's your time. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. You know what I'm so doing Wednesday, on Wednesday morning. Emma is going to be there lining up outside the dispensary that morning waiting for a pink lemonade OGs. Yep. But if you're like me and you need to go to sleep, you can try the Aquaberry Sleep Edition. It's the same THC 2-in-1 ratio to flavor your dreams. Um, and then they also have the new strawberries and cream 1-to-1 ratio. And they're all... Please don't miss it when it comes to the flavor and effect. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Go check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. There we go. You got through it. Guys, wow. that's my first two ad reads. There we go. She, she never comes in front of the camera. Never that's comes it. in front of the camera. Yeah, I feel so Well, you know what? We're going to have to take you out, though, at some point. We're going to have to take you down to Valley Tap Room. We love Valley Ooh. Tap Room. Go down there. We do trivia often. Max claims that he's the reason that we win trivia. He's not the reason that we win trivia. Honestly? He gets, like, one or two questions right and gets us a handful of points. Max, but Max is kind of like me, where he just knows, like, a lot of different shit and it's so random but it comes in handy sometimes it's, it can be it can be but i tell you what he's not the one who wins it for us most of the time we <laughs> win it without him it's okay max don't worry i'm not saying we don't need you oh i'm saying but we Emma need is you here to replace i no no not here to replace you max i need you to come back from south Emma, america the new max simpson she even reads ads but make sure to join us at some point down at valley tap room it's a great time down off loop 202 and gilbert and make sure to check out at some point. Again, it's happy hour. There's trivia. Uh, there's a big wine selection. There's a big beer selection. 30 different beers on tap. Other beers on the bottles around the corner. Really good time. 202 and Gilbert Valley Tap Room. Check them out on Instagram as well. Don't they have four peaks on tap? I believe they do. Sign me up. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff there. Lots of very good stuff. First ever host to defend Max, they say. Emma, are you sure you don't want to be the new Max? A thousand percent positive. You could be the new Max. A thousand percent positive. I don't want to be back. People are saying they want you. That sucks. Albert says he wants you. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Bug just dive bombed onto my mic right then. Let's get through this and let's get out of here. Right. Let's look around the USL. What okay. happened today? Should so I just read before, the scores? Before we start, I just need to be completely honest. I have not been paying that much attention to around the league. That's just fair enough. Up. Just ahead. That's up. fair enough. That's fair enough. To be fair, I look at the quality of some of the teams in this league. I feel the same. We move on. So, the final scores today. Miami FC 1, Loudoun United 2, Hartford Athletic 3, Charleston Battery 4, Birmingham Legion 2, Indy 11, 1. You thought that was going to be 11 then, didn't you, for a second? <laughs> Bugs are still coming. <laughs> FC Tulsa, nil. Orange County, three. Memphis, 901, nil. Detroit City, nil. New Mexico United, two. RGV, two. Colorado Springs Switchbacks, two. Las Vegas Lights, nil. El Paso Locomotive, one. Tampa Bay Rowdies, one. Oakland Roots, nil. Pittsburgh Riverhounds, nil. And Sacramento Republic, nil. Monterey Bay, one. Good catch. Um, yeah, these pugs are still going nuts here. I'm just stomping on my... I'm intrigued. 4-3 up in Hartford. 
Hartford. One shot. I, I yeah, yeah. Worth noting that Hartford get their three goals off of five shots and twenty-seven percent of the possession. Hartford in this case go one 0 up in the thirty-first minute. Nick Markinich gets one back for Charleston in the forty-third. So it's one all before Hartford get one right before the break. Carl Edwards giving them the lead to go two-one up just after the break. Antoine Hoppano. He's sent off for Hartford. Hartford down to 10 from there on out. But they add another goal for a penalty. 57 minute, Kyle Edwards again. They're up 3-1. Charleston Battery with Markinich in the 64th, Dodson in the 87th, and AJ Patterson in the 90th minute come back to win that one 4-3. That's a mad, mad game. I want to know how that red card happened. We'll have to find out shortly. If you look up actually on there, you can find it. Um, just click on that match. One of the other games that really intrigues me, we saw how bad Orange County have been so far this season. Today, Tulsa nil, Orange County three. Now, two of those goals coming at the end of the game, of course, Milan Oloski scores early, but it's Marcus Nakim at 90 and Thomas Among a 90 plus six penalty. And Orange County walk away with a three goal win, something we've not been used to them seeing. New Mexico United, they will be Rising's opponent on Wednesday. New Mexico drawing two all at home. They actually were losing 1-0. Then they went 2-1 up right before the break and concede late there. Christian Pinzon, the 86-minute equalizer. New Mexico only taking six shots on 65% of the possession against RGV. RGV take 12. And uh, one other to note there, I'll go with the nil-nil draw between Oakland Roots and Pittsburgh Riverhounds. I note this one, of course, because Rising will be playing Oakland next Saturday. Uh, that game being played at CSU East Bay, eight shots for Oakland, seven for Pittsburgh, roughly even in the possession. And it's just a stalemate. It's just a stalemate. That one finishing nil-nil. If you look at the league table now, Phoenix Rising stay in their eighth position they are two points clear of orange county in ninth but orange county have played two games more new mexico united three points behind phoenix still because both sides drew today new mexico united have the game in hand on phoenix looking above rising colorado springs now four points clear of phoenix as are oakland roots oakland having played the same number of games as rising colorado springs have played one more but again four points clear which means rising cannot now catch them with the game in hand Fever at the table at the moment, El Paso, who end the night on top of the Western Conference. Wow. Right. So I looked up this yellow card, or this red, red card situation. Card. So he, it's his uh, double yellow. So the first one was for a tactical foul yep. on Hopknot. And then... No, and a reckless offense, so another foul. Yeah. I mean, that takes something to get two yellow cards in 47-11. But... There you I go, mean, up and up. I mean, his first one was literally at 33.07, and his second one was at 47.00. Got to think better than that. Got to think better than that. Okay, least... well, that is drawing us towards our close. Emma, is there one last thing you'd like to tell the people before we go? Holy shit, yes. Become a diehard. You want this beautiful T-shirt that I'm wearing? She's got a T-shirt. It's got a uh, head, PHNX over to, uh, yeah, head over to uh, PHNX, or go PHNX Locker dot com. <laughs> Come out and join our knockout nights, cornhole tournament, um, and bet at the BetMGM Sportsbook. It's the first Friday of every month, May through August. Uh, it's free to enter. Uh, we got food and beverage spe specials, sportsbook matches, giveaways, and so much more. We're also, also going to be live. Locker. 
PHNX Locker, one other thing actually to point out. There's still a sale on through tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Guys. Buy and get one half off shirts and t uh, shirts and hats. Yeah, go. Father's Day sale. Go get your father something. It's not going to come before Father's Day because obviously that's in. It's the thought that counts. Two hours. It's um, the thought that counts. It is. It is. I heard Bose tell people to just send the link to their dad. I'm like, no. Pick it up, pick it up for your dad. Yeah. Lots of stuff enough. on there. Lots of different teams. Lots of fun designs for different things. Make sure to go and check them out at phnxlocker.com. And become a diehard. And become a diehard as well. Right. Well, Emma, it's finally time, I think, for us to start hiding away from the bugs. Thank God. Get me out of here. Emma here. She's a producer and wants to leave. But you know what, Emma? Maybe you too can one day become the new Max. I would not like to do that. Okay. Um, Max, buddy, I miss you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you come back very soon. I don't know when you come back, if I'm being completely honest with you. Okay. But I hope to never do this again. Uh, Max is back as of this coming week. Nice. Okay. Well, anyway, Emma, thank you for taking the time. Thank you. To hop on oh. and join the we PHNX gotta, Rising post-game show today. We got to give a shout-out to a special someone. Shout-out to a special someone? Yeah, of course we do. We Come do, on. we do, we do, we do. I was hoping at one point he'd, like, walk past and we'd notice and we'd, like, forcibly drag this man up here. Right. Shout-out to Jose Bosch. Jose. The guy who goes back to the Arizona United days. Yeah. Real old school Phoenix Rising. When they used to play in Peoria, too. Back when they played in Peoria. Oh. Jose is, Jose's in many ways, Jose is Phoenix Rising. I would agree. And uh, he's the guy you'll often find behind the social media accounts, uh, putting together a lot of good stuff. Yeah, anything? Jose will be moving on. Yeah. Um, today was his last game. So we're going to miss him, inevitably. Um, Jose also played a role actually in this pod even existing in the first place. Yeah. So um, shout out to him. Big shout out to Jose. Huge shout out to him. Seriously. All the content that you see on Phoenix Rising's Twitter, their Instagram, any of their socials, it's all from Jose and his amazing team. Phoenix Rising would not be Phoenix Rising without Jose Bosch. I would, I, I would agree. I would agree. He carries Phoenix Rising in their content. Got to be honest. Shout out, Jose. Sad to see you go, but happy to see you moving on to something new. Right, I, I'm going to move away because those bugs keep, like, dive-bombing my camera, and I'm afraid that eventually it's going to tip it. So, kay. Jose, thank you for being here until now. I don't know. That's an awful sign-off. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Okay. Sally, Tyler, Albert, Harry, multiple others through the back that I could scroll back, but I'm not going to. We're going to sign it off there. Make sure to tune in on probably Monday this week, actually, because of the midweek game. I'll see you then.